Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Beginners to stage. Beginners to stage. What made me interested in working on Cry Havoc? It's right up my street. I love a bit of comedy. I love a bit of political comedy. And it's those things. And I, basically, when I saw the script, I was like, this is really funny. And um, if I wasn't in it, I would listen to it. And that was like what made me really interested in doing it. Because I was just like, this is just, this is great. I really am enjoying reading this. And yeah wouldn't be bad to be in it as well. What made you interested in working on Cry Havoc? Well, I knew the director, Amani, beforehand, and I really wanted to work with her. So the minute she said, would you audition, it was um, it was a very easy answer. And I said yes, and I got the part. So I'm uh, very grateful to have worked with uh, my friend Amani. What made me interested in working on Cry Havoc? Ah, so I know exactly what it is. I remember reading the sides when my agent sent them to me. And instantly, I was like, <laughs> I was in, I was in hysterics. I was, I was, remember, I remember doing the lines and I was like, oh my gosh, it'd be really funny to play this like that. I wonder how the other person's going to play it. And I was having like little scenarios in my head of how these scenes would play out. And um, yeah, it's, this, <laughs> this, this show is just hilarious from beginning to end. Hilarious. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that was what drew me to working on Cry Havoc. What made me interested in working on Cry Havoc? Well, I really liked the the excerpts that we were sent for the audition. I, I, I originally auditioned for Cleopatra and Charmian, so I had the opportunity to see more excerpts than if I was just auditioning for one character, although, of course, many of their scenes are together. I just thought it was really funny and very playful, and I liked the fact that I could do it from home, and there was just something quite creative about that, you know, sort of locking myself away in a cupboard for an hour and disappearing off into a different world, you know. Also the fact that it's obviously a lot of historical research has gone into this, which is evident, actually, in many of the scenes and the references to the context and the world and the society at the time, but it feels very contemporary. You know, the language is very much of today, and it just makes it feel very real and just really breathes a new life into it. I just love that aspect. I love the fact that it feels so current and fresh and real, and yet it's of a world from so long ago. I also always wanted to work with Amani. <laughs> I auditioned for a short film that Amani made years and years ago. And I remember just really getting on with her and thinking she was really cool and had a really good eye for detail and was very personable. So it was quite funny that, you know, we lost touch, but then I ended up being in this, which is really nice. You know, it just feels like, yeah, completing that circle. And um, I just had a feeling it would be a good 
production to be a part of. Really nice people, great scripts and um, good characters, you know. Everyone has their moment, I think. What made you interested in working on Cry Havoc? Money! What made me interested to work on Cry Havoc the most? Well, it was the moment I read the example scripts for the audition. The scenes that were given... I think it was the first conversation with Gaius and Octavia, with Octavia looking for a review to her play. And the other one was Mark and Gaius celebrating their victory over the conspirators. It was just so well-written and funny. I remember thinking, oh, I, I just really hope I don't screw up the audition because this looks like a lot of fun and I don't want to miss out. What did you find was the biggest challenge of recording remotely? Ah, well, now... You see, the thing about being an actor is that you're brought up relying on other people to do all the technical stuff for you. A lot of actors of my generation sort of look down on, on stage management. They're somehow beneath them. No, 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 I don't do that, that sort of thing. No, I don't move bits of set around and, and mess around with lighting boards and all that sort of nonsense. No, no, I'm an actor, darling. I, I lift my art. Luckily now, that attitude has changed somewhat. But stage management has changed over the years. It's a highly technical job now. And uh, a lot of it involves computers, uh, <laughs> which I don't really understand. So I suppose, yes, the main problem with computers, especially for someone of my advanced years, is that I don't have a clue how they work. So recording remotely all on my own, in my own little booth, with my own little audio setup, is at the very, very edge of my technical capabilities. So that has been, that's been the, the most difficult thing, as the most challenging thing as regarding uh, recording Cry Havoc. What was the biggest challenge on the job? Well, there are some challenges in remote recording, there are also huge advantages in remote recording, but, you know, there are funny things that happen when you have a large number of people on a call and everyone is trying to manage various home setups. So I think it's kind of important for everyone, well, first of all, for Rusty Quill to build in a bit of flexibility, which they did do, and for everyone to have a bit of a sense of humour about it, because occasionally we have people turning up mid-call, somehow upside down on the screen, or somebody's having some building work done in the background that they have no control over, or maybe there are seagulls, or the internet connection cuts out, and then we had the summer where there was 40 degree heat. So yeah, few things to contend with, but everyone pulled together, and we certainly did it. <laughs> what was the biggest challenge I faced on the job? Um, you know what? I think... Because this job is such a, you're not you're not really sitting across you're not you're not acting with people in the room, so it's difficult sometimes to kind of let yourself go and not be critical of your performance. I found sometimes it, in the early stages, being like, oh my gosh, wow, oh wow, that person's really good. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, wow, can I do that? Okay, cool. And then it would become my it would be my turn to like say my line or something. And I'd say it and you, you know, maybe it was okay, maybe maybe everyone liked it or whatever. But I, I'd say my line and be like in my head, Oh my god, that was terrible, Aaron, that was horrible. Oh gosh. And I think, yeah, that was the that was the hardest part of I think this job was 
not being overly critical of your performance and being sometimes trying not to be so blown away by other people's performances because everyone else was popping everyone was doing bits in this yeah wicked wicked acting from beginning to end so sometimes you get yourself distracted and not say your line the biggest challenge of recording remotely was without question working on skype with apologies to the makers of Skype, it really did present us with a number of major challenges. Everybody maintained a spectacular level of patience, but it was at its most tricky when we had many of us all on one recording because there was a scene with lots of characters in it. And that, of course, massively increased the chances of someone dropping out at some point during a scene. And you'd be chatting away giving it your most heartfelt acting and you'd suddenly realize that the person you were supposed to be in dialogue with had just gone they were frozen on the screen in front of you and they couldn't hear us anymore and their wi-fi had gone down or whatever so uh, there were definitely some amusing challenges and we definitely lost some time to that but fortunately everybody was incredibly professional and incredibly experienced and we were getting through scenes very quickly within the schedule that had been arranged for us. So we had actually quite a lot of lovely buffer room when Skype let us down. The biggest challenge I faced on the job, well, first thing, I think it was managing the equipment and finding a suitable place to record because I was, I was looking all over where I live for somewhere that could be, you know, soundproofed and relatively comfortable to work in. So I... I've built a little pillow fort from my sofa in the cupboards, and uh, that was all new to me. Uh, Certainly a bit of a challenge. What was the biggest challenge you faced on the job? And I suppose recording from home was having a baby and having to record whilst having a baby in the house. So I'm pretty sure on a lot of recordings you might hear a cry in the background, so I apologise about that. What did I find was my biggest challenge of recording remotely? Well, my biggest challenge personally was the first like couple of months of doing this, I was on tour with another show. So I'd be in a random part of the country and every time I'd move into my digs or hotel room, I'd have to figure out a way to create a little booth, a little recording studio. So it took a lot of uh, creative thinking and engineering from myself to... Because some places just were not suitable. But I did manage somehow or another to construct a soundproof space that I could do my recording. At the beginning, it was right at the, the height of the summer as well. So it was like some of the times so it was 30 degrees. And I'd have like two duvets over me and I'd be stuffed in this little, like in a tiny little cube with sofa cushions around me and sweating profusely. So yeah, that was probably the most (laughs) challenging part of recording remotely for me. Once I got home, it got a little bit easier. One of the challenges was the fact that many of us, in fact none of us, (laughs) had the chance to meet in real life. And it made sense that we recorded that way for this. It's probably the most productive efficient way to have done this but it's nice to have that rapport you know uh, in between recording sessions you know if we were in a studio you imagine that you might have little chats in the break together about the scenes or the characters or our interpretations so that was a challenge I think you know it felt at times a little isolated and another challenge I mean I've literally just finished a session 
about half an hour ago and there was a really, really, really long delay. And I can't tell you why, you know, I tried my Wi-Fi, tried the data and it just, um, there was just a long delay. But we laughed, you know, we laughed. If anything, it just made it quite funny. And the editors can iron all that out. So none of us are worried, or at least I wasn't. I just was doing the lines. But I was aware there was about a five second delay, which was certainly challenging, but it is what it is. And it was very convenient for me to record today at lunchtime in the cupboard in my room so it is what it is you know do i have a favorite thing about the job yeah uh well it's all sorts of favorite things it was wonderfully written and the rest of the cast is absolutely fabulous and it's always nice when you work with good people because they make you look good you don't have to work so hard but that was the joy of it and being used to working in a, in a, in a studio with the other actors there i thought this would be a very lonely and rather sad experience with everyone shut away in their own little cubicle but we had a gas we communicated um over what was it one of those online uh, thingy platforms video <laughs> video links i can't remember which one it was skype i think yes and so you could see people you could see glimpses of people as they sort of went in and out of shot in their various cupboards around the country so that's the fun about any job you do as an actor really it's it's the other people they make or break it it can either be enormous fun or really deadly dull i'm very glad to say though that this was enormous fun do i have a favorite thing about the job i feel like everyone's gonna say this but i feel like it's it's the people the people make this job i met so many amazing people on this journey this project was so nice to work on so many funny so many funny moments the, the banter was just in abundance and i i don't know i really appreciate people who can make an environment a working environment feel warm and fuzzy and friendly and that's a very that can be a very difficult challenge to accomplish when you're working remotely but i think that was my favorite thing about this my favorite thing has been the people involved across the board the scripts are incredible they're a real joy to work with. I adore working on the things that David K. Barnes has written, but this whole writing team have been fabulous from beginning to end. And the cast and Amani, our director, have been just above and beyond. I've worked with Amani before, but I've never been directed by her. And um, she's just been incredible. As an audio actor, you really can't achieve anything without a brilliant director and Amani is that she understands everything that's going on in the script she wants to explore she gives you the opportunity to explore she's completely in control but she also trusts actors to find things and play and i have loved working with the other actors on this team so i've been very lucky to have worked with benjamin garrison andy seacom and ellie dickens before and i think extremely highly of them all they always bring so much wonderful character to everything they do and it's a real privilege to work with them and it has also been wonderful to get the chance to work with actors I didn't know before this project so Kazim, Harry, Lara, Aaron, Ryan, Sarah Lambie and Sarah Arger what a team as well as the ensemble cast so most of my scenes, I suppose, have been with Kazim, also with Harry and with Lara and Aaron for the most part. 
They're all incredible. They're so good. I'm so excited for people to hear their scenes. I'm so excited to hear their scenes that I'm not in, that I've not heard yet, except in the read-throughs when I can tell you they were great. And uh, Ryan and Sarah Lambie and Sarah Arga, I've worked with less. I'm just in fewer scenes with them. But I can tell you at the read-throughs, they were just incredible. So yeah, I am as excited as anyone to hear the end results. I I can't wait. (laughs) My favourite thing about the job. I I don't really know what to say. Everything, really. I, I love setting up my pillow fort in the cupboard. I love getting to briefly talk with everyone, see how they're doing before, you know, getting stuck in. I love talking about the characters, analyzing the scenes. I love reading the scripts and, you know, wanting to get the next one to find out what happens next. I I know it's a bit of a gushy cop-out answer, but but it's the truth. Yeah, some of my favorite things about the job were, well, actually, first of all, the character. I mean, I just love playing Charmian, especially, you know... I sometimes find that roles written for Arab women or Middle Eastern women or however you want to describe it, they can be quite limiting or quite limited, often sort of full of stereotypes. I hate to say it. I do think things are getting a lot better and I am seeing more diversity and nuance in characters written for us, but it's still a rarity when you get a really meaty role like this with lots of agency, even though Charmian is a servant, <laughs> you know, it's, she's just full of brio and heart and soul and ambition in her own way, you know, despite her circumstances and the limitations of her world and the limitations of her job and her status. Yeah, so I really, really enjoyed playing the role and finding new things and also just the text just is just full of gifts you know sometimes you have to work very hard as an actor to inject nuance and conflict and backstory and all of that but oh my god these writers just did it for us it just was such a gift so yeah my favorite thing was the character having the opportunity to actually perform character (laughs) like oh it's just you know and full of blood and drama and love I just love it yeah my favorite thing about doing the job was like I said the how funny it was it was really well cast a lot of the performances were brilliant and it was just a joy to see people in their element and be a part of it I'm looking forward to listening to it even if I wasn't in it I'd be looking forward to it coming out so yeah that's my favorite part of the job I had two favourite things about the job. One favourite thing was the writing. It is sadly not the case that everything that we do as actors is beautifully well written and contains nuance and depth and also genuinely funny comedy and genuinely exciting and tense drama. And this series has all of those things and I really, really believed in it and I felt very proud to be a part of it and that is not the case every time and so it's an absolute joy when it happens. So that was one favourite thing and my other favourite thing about the job was the people. Every single person working on this project was glorious. Brilliantly talented, fantastic characters that they were creating, written already fantastically, but then really brought to life and making each other laugh and also just having really lovely chats between sessions and things when we were having a little bit of downtime and getting to know those people. I am sad not to have met anybody in person through this process, but 
Despite the technological challenges that we've, we faced occasionally, everyone was absolutely wonderful and it was a really lovely project to be part of for that reason. Backstage at Cry Havoc is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. It is directed by Armani Zardo, produced by Laurie Ann Davis, with executive producers Alexander J. Newell and April Sumner. This episode was edited by Laurie Ann Davis and Catherine Vanella. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.